Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ocean View Podcast. No matter where you're at in our country or around the world, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Now sit back and enjoy this week's message. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Terry. I'm one of the pastors here. And, and uh, if you are visiting with us for the first time, or if you're regularly a part of our church today, I'm so excited because we start a brand new message series entitled Six Things That Every Family Needs. And over the course of the next four weeks, we're going to pack all six of those items. Um, I've had the privilege for over a decade now to be able to be a part of an organization that writes content for churches all around the country. And about a decade ago, um, I was able to collaborate with a group of individuals to be able to write a lot of this content, and today is some of that content that I'm going to be sharing as we dive into God's Word, but most importantly, as we think about the next generation, as we think about grandparents, as we think about parents, as we think about single adults, as we think about children and students, is there a rhythm or are there a set of principles that every single family needs to make sure that through the craziness of life, if we all realize and we write them down and we have these six things that we pay close attention to them and that we intentionally make them a part of our rhythm so that we, as followers of Jesus in this room, can do the best we can to make sure that we're following what God expects for us as family. And as you saw in that bumper video, one of the first of the principles we're going to unpack this week is time. That time is needed for every family. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, I remember a week in my history and in my life where I was invited to, for the state of Florida to, to be able to try out for the Olympics. And I remember during that time, it was the Junior Olympics, it was the 18 and under Olympics where every state plays against each other and a, you know, 20 kids for a baseball team um, have to try out and then are selected. And I was invited as a 15-year-old for a 16-year-old league and I never thought I had a chance. My parents kind of geared me up and said, you know, hey, you're 15, you don't have a chance, it's, you know, this and that. And I remember the day that the last tryout occurred and I remember running to my car for my mom and dad and screaming at the top of my lungs, I made it! I made the team. And we celebrated that week. And I remember a sense of pride as a a 15-year-old kid like none other. But isn't it true that over the course of our years that our weeks, they can look a lot different? In fact, I would say they they shape us to who we are today. Because I remember a week later going into a scrimmage game down in Miami, Florida, and I remember driving on I-95 And I remember talking about going one for two that day and and I missed a a ground ball and I remember talking to my parents and they usually were engaged from the front seat and they were usually talking to me. And I remember an eerie silence from the front of the car. My dad was not focused on baseball. My mom was silent. And I'll never forget the image of driving on I-95 and seeing my mom turn around with her mascara running and her saying, Terry, I have cancer. That week changed the course of my life forever. I also remember a time when I was 18 years old in college, and I remember being angry at God and being by my bedside in in my little tiny apartment, and I remember shaking my fist at God and saying, God, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And I remember that week was the week that I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and it would transform me forever. I also remember for many years crying out to God and a lot of failures in trying to have a child. And I remember the week and the day 
about 13, almost 14 years ago, of holding my baby boy for the very first time in my arms, of seeing how he had my fingers and my toes and apologizing to him already because I have really ugly toes, I'm just saying. (laughs) But if you've ever been a first-time parent, you know that that week changes your life forever. The truth is, for all of us, we all have those weeks. And those weeks shape our character, shape more than we ever realize into who we are today. But isn't it also true that some of us may be a little wiser in age? We think that there's no more of those weeks left to shape us. Well, if you thought that you celebrated 20 years on this earth and you celebrated the sacrifices of many individuals who ran into two burning buildings, the sacrifices of individuals who laid down their lives, and a very, very tragic day yesterday in 9-11. And that day, no matter what age you were, changed your life drastically. So we're gonna talk today about time. And the first thing we're gonna talk about is, is that in the eyes of God, time matters more than we're ever going to realize. In fact, we're gonna go and to the Old Testament into a psalm that Moses wrote. And he wrote this at a time in which he had left Egypt. And now the Israelites were all grumbling, running around in the desert. It's a fascinating story about time. You wanna talk about time? Try spending 40 hours in the desert with a bunch of grumbling people. It's not fun. You think you have it rough when your in-laws come and visit for the weekend? Moses had it much different. My apologies to all the in-laws. I'll just talk about the outlaws. We'll do that. All right, so we're gonna jump into Psalm Chapter 90, verse 12. Take a look at this. Moses says this, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And the first thing you see Moses says, Lord, I want you to teach me to begin to number my days. Why would Moses do something like that? Moses began to realize, he knew already that he had his creator. He had God Almighty. In fact, my son and I, we were doing a devotion about the time that Moses met God through the burning bush and that God spoke to Moses. And when Moses said, who am I to lead these people out, God? I I can't speak well. Who made your mouth? And I remember sitting there thinking, God, you made every part of me. You made my personality. You created me. Who am I to look at you and to doubt you? And Moses looked at God and said, God, I know that you created me. I know that you have a purpose. And here's the point. And so Moses was able to get out of the desert, out of the grumbling, and pause for a moment and say, God, you are God. And God, yes, I'm tired, but I pray that every day that I would remember to number my days. In other words, I'm only here for a short amount of time, and that time matters. Isn't it true in our lives that when we see how much time we have left, we tend to get more serious about the time that we have now. When my mom said that she had cancer, that year we spent as much time as we could doing the things that my mom loved to do because we got serious about the time that we had left with her. If you have children in this room, get ready to not like me very much. When I held my son, Connor, I knew this. I knew that from that day until my son, Connor, leaves for college, 
There are 936 weeks from the time that day until he leaves, represented by these marbles in this jar. And if you're really neurotic, I'm neurotic, but if you're really neurotic, what you would do as a parent, what is a good exercise, if you want to do what Moses said and teach me to number my days, is that every week that goes by in the life of a child, if you're a grandparent, every week that goes by in the life of your grandchild, that you take one of these marbles out and you put it in another jar. If you really want to see how time matters, you begin watching these marbles come out of this jar. In fact, why don't I show you? So there's 936 weeks from the time they're born until they leave for college. But did you also know this? By the time they reach fourth grade, you see that they have 418 weeks left. How many of you have a fourth grader right now and you don't like me very much? You're welcome. It gets even worse. Did you also know that if you have a high school student that you are looking at only 208 weeks left before they leave your home? Right now, time matters more. And you're starting to get serious, aren't you, right now? If you're a grandparent, you're starting to realize we only have a few summers left to be able to go on that vacation, to be able to pour into our children because they need our support, but then also to pour into their children so that we make sure that they understand a God who created us. It got really serious for me because just the other day, I pulled this up, I have this on my phone, I torture myself. This is my son, Connor, and I have 255 weeks until he leaves and goes to college. Seven years ago, I taught this same message series a little differently here at this church. And I remember teaching it, but I didn't take it as seriously. And the reason why is, is because I had a whole lot more marbles in the jar with my son. I really was teaching it for you. Because I'm good, I got all the time in the world. And now today I stand up here and when I was thinking last night, dear Lord, where did the time go? And here's what happens when you get serious about your time. God, have I made the right decisions? Have I made the right choices? Have I said the things I need to say? Have I poured in all that I need to pour in to my brother, to my sister, to my kids, to my aunt, to my uncle? Do you know the psalmist once wrote this in chapter 39? And I want you to see what he says. He says this, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, much like Moses wrote, and how fleeting my life is. And what I love about this is, is the psalmist is writing and saying, help me to number my days with my purpose in mind. That's what he was saying. He was saying, God, help me not to forget that with every day that I write down, let me not forget my real purpose. And by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus in this room, you know that your purpose is to glorify Jesus Christ every day of your life. It's not about the bigger house. It's not about the better job. It's not about the better car. It's not about the great job. At the end of my days, what life is about is making sure that with my family that I am responsible for, that I pour in and number every day and every week to make sure that my family understands your glory, your purpose, your plan. For those of you watching online on the floor in the balcony, those of you that are in really wise years, by the way, isn't it amazing that today in the ocean, we're gonna baptize 31 people, ages six to 91. You can clap for that. And that 91-year-old, guess what? This week matters. This week is life-changing for that 91-year-old man. But the truth is, is that imagine if we all, even if we're wise, if we start getting serious and saying, what am I doing right now 
to pour in to my family so that they have a knowledge of an amazing God. Here's the truth. This does not mean that you're going to have to spend every moment with your kids or grandkids. Because some of you right now, you've already tuned me out. Have you seen my grandkid? He's off the walls. No, thank you. It doesn't mean that you have to spend all your time with him. It doesn't mean that you have to journal every single night to be the perfect Christian and to make sure that you do all your time is all about that. No. It also does not mean this, that you need to quit your job and spend the next 18 years with your family. Some of you, you're going to run for the hills. You see, not every week is equal. In fact, some weeks are more important than others. You don't have to get it all done in one week. But every week matters over time. In fact, I would say this. For those 31 individuals, these marbles are really big marbles. These are life-changing marbles. And for those 31 individuals, this week matters more than many of the other weeks that they've lived in their life. And so what if we begin to focus and say, you know what, this week matters. What if every couple that got married realized if I start today by dialoguing daily, by dating weekly, and by departing annually, if I did that, maybe, just maybe, we would see more of these weeks in our life. Let's go back to our anchor passage and continue this because time matters, but there's something else about time that's important. And Moses said, teach us to number our days, all right, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses says, if I begin to number my days, then I know that I'm going to gain wisdom. And, and those of us that just love the Bible and love Moses and love Jesus, we go, mm, amen, Pastor Terry, that's it. But some of us are in the back right now, we're going, mm, amen, and we're going, yeah, what does that mean? Like, how do we gain a heart of wisdom? What does that mean? Let me show you what it means. What Moses was saying is, if I can learn to number my days, and if I can focus, and if with the days that I have, if I can be intentional about the time that I have, but not just in one day, but if I can be intentional about a series of weeks with a rhythm of my life, then what'll happen, I'm gonna trip over things here, what will happen is if I invest intentional time over time, that it will give me a history and experiences that can change my family. Let me illustrate this another way. If you invest intentional time, for instance, for some of you families, I know, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, I'm excited, Tua to the rescue, it's gonna be awesome today. But I also know that we have a block party and I also know that it's going to be incredible. And I have, thank God for DVR, amen? All football fans in the room say amen. Man, oh man, some of you, DVR is a good thing. Don't knock it. God created it. You know that? He did. He did. He could see everything. He created it. So we have football so I can watch it a little later. It helps that it's at 425, but I won't mention that here today. But here's the point. We have a great opportunity if you have a family, if you have friends, a great opportunity to go into that parking lot and to create history to create intentional time. See, here's the truth. Time over time equals history. It equals a history. Time over time enables you to make history together. If only, if only, continue on in Deuteronomy. This is in Deuteronomy. If only they were wise, it would understand this and discern what their end will be. It's as if the the writer of Deuteronomy is saying to all of us, if only we would pause in a moment and not be distracted by the moment of the day. I'll say this again, if only in our lives we would realize 
our history and what's important. And we would not get distracted by the moment of the day. And if we invest intentional time over time, it'll change the direction and the course of our families. You see, with our families, there are several weeks we're going to go, go to the beach. We're going to read another story. We're going to play a game. We're going to go to another ballet recital. We're going to eat a pizza and we're going to watch a movie. All of these moments create a history, a history for them to build upon. And that history, don't miss this. If you want to sleep after this, go to sleep. But get this, those intentional, timeful moments will create a history that dictates for our family members their thoughts, their decisions, and their actions. When you as a family, I mentioned earlier, when you as a couple demonstrate as a married couple, dating one another, dialoguing one another, and try, I fail at this a lot because I get distracted by the moment and the importance of the day. But if we're able to do that, don't you think it will build a history that will change the course of our daughter's lives forever? Because when they grow up and they start looking for a mate, they're not gonna look for someone that is treating them like trash but they're gonna look for someone that does the same thing that their parents do in front of them. You don't think that kind of time matters? You don't think that kind of time creates a history? It can change the course of a life. There's one more aspect of time I wanna share with you. Time is not only matters, time over time doesn't just create a history, but time is purposeful. I thought about this at my desk this week. God, what is it about a day? I drove in this morning before the sun rose, and as I was approaching the church, I could see the hue of the glimmer of the dawn before me. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, you know, God, I never thought last night and never feared that the sun would rise this morning. I just assume it's gonna happen every single day. But the truth is, is you created the heavens and the earth. You created the sun. You put the earth on its axis. You gave us all that because it's on purpose. Did you know this, that if our, if our earth did not, was not at the right tilt on its axis, we would all fall off the earth? Did you realize that? You science majors are going, amen, Pastor Terry. In fact, did you know this? That in, I believe, the 1400s, Copernicus is credited with figuring out that the earth was round. Do you remember this? But did you also know this, that there was a guy who actually figured that out hundreds of years earlier? And that guy actually was a prophet in the Bible. For those of you who maybe are atheists, for those of you who sit there and say, well, I'm not really sure that the Bible is outdated, the Bible doesn't have a lot of good stories in it, you can't really take it for granted, or you know, this and that, I would say this, the Bible categorically has been proven true throughout history. In fact, the prophet Isaiah once said this about the earth. Take a look. This is from Isaiah 40, 22. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. And that was hundreds of years before Copernicus figured out that the earth was not flat. And so God was purposeful. And so Moses, once again, and I close, Moses said, teach us to number our days, all right, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When we think about a day, I want to give you some scientific knowledge. Did you know this? There's a reason that the earth spins on its axis at approximately 1,000 miles per hour. There's a reason why the earth moves through space at 67,000 miles per hour. It's no accident that the sun rises and sets with mathematical accuracy. The universe is a mathematical clock that gives us a glimpse into God's perfect and precise plan. 
For those of you who like Bible stories, there is a reason long ago that God met Abraham and said, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And then God allowed hundreds and hundreds and thousands of days to pass before Abraham had his son. There was a reason. And there was another reason that God allowed more days for, for Isaac to grow up and then God say to Abraham, now I want you to take him up on that mountain and I want you to sacrifice him. And there's a reason why God allowed days to happen. And thank God, Abraham was willing to trust God and God built the nation of Israel upon his shoulders. There's a reason why the apostle Paul, who once chased and tormented Christians, got radically changed and gave his life to Christ. There is a reason why after preaching and after sharing, he was thrown in jail for a lot of days. Because God would use those days for most of the New Testament to be written. There is a reason, and I can't wait to ask the question. There's a reason why God chose for thousands of years in our history to go by with sin and disease and all kinds of problems before he chose one day to send his son on this earth so that we could have eternal life. You see, Abraham, Paul, Jesus, they all had time and God used that time to make it purposeful. I'm done and I'm gonna close with this illustration. I want you to lean in. For many, many years, we've thought as families, all right, Terry, I agree with you. Our purpose is to glorify God with everything we do. Whether you're a single adult, whether you are a student, whether you're a grandparent, our job as a family is to glorify Jesus Christ in everything that we do. Okay, I got it. I won't argue with that. But some of us for many years have thought, if I could just get them to church, drop them off at church, if I could dump them in a youth group, dump them into the kids' ministry, if I could just sit and have to listen to Pastor Terry go on and on and on about time, if I could do that, and if I do that, he said, look, time over time, hey, if, if we could come 20 Sundays out of a year, I mean, that's a lot of time. I mean, I'm not a pastor, so 20 Sundays, if I, over time, every year, if we can come as a family, that will work. And so I wanna show you this, because we've tried that. And if these colored balls represent ours, the truth is every week on average, we have one hour as a church to influence your family spiritually. One hour to pour in, that's on average. Most families, they don't stay for an extra hour and serve, hint, hint, one hour. And usually in a given year, this is Christian families, 40 hours in a given year are given to be able to be poured into. And usually we hope that if we do that, it'll make a difference. But could you imagine, could you imagine if we got serious about time, if we got purposeful about time, if we actually decided today to walk out these doors and intentionally be purposeful with our time, understanding that I only got two, uh, 211 weeks left. That if I can make sure that I pour in with everything that I got, for my son, for my brother, for my sister, if I get intentional with my time. Do you know how much time a family has? The average family in a given year has 3,000 hours compared to 40 hours in the church. The average family in a week have over 40 hours of influence 
to be used to be purposeful, to be used to transform one another's lives. And one of the things I think we think is, is that, well, if we just go here and do this, or if I just say this, it's not about that. If we take these hours and we live like God calls us to, not perfect, but if we live humble, and if we live a life glorifying him in front of our family members, if we choose every day to number them, if we choose each week to try our best to model what it means to glorify him because we think of the end while we number our days, then we can make our weeks count by counting our weeks. This week, time matters. What are you gonna do this week to make that difference? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Thank you for your love, your grace. And today, right now, God, in this room, I pause for a second, and God, I don't wanna miss the thought that there are some individuals in this room that while we talk about being a follower of Jesus and maybe we go to church, but the truth is, is that in their heart of hearts, they know they've not been living that life. Then God, right now, in an attitude of prayer, I just lift this up for those at home in the balcony on the floor, I lift this prayer up. Because if you're in this room and you want to get serious about the time that you have now and you want to get serious about your faith, there's no greater day than today to be able to say yes to Jesus, yes to rededicating your life, and yes to getting serious about the time that you have now. So God, right now, I pray in the hearts of your people as they pray to you, I pray today that they will say yes. And so God, maybe they just need to utter this prayer in their hearts. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I know that I've not done what you've called me to do. And today... I want to get serious about the time that you have. And so I say yes to you. I say yes to you and your life. And I promise that I will try to glorify you every day from here on out. Thank you that today I know that it is a big week in my life and I will spend eternity with you forever. With eyes closed, heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer, or maybe in this room you rededicated yourself to that truth, then I'm going to challenge you today. I'm gonna challenge you to make it serious today and be intentional today. And at the end, at 1.30 today, we are gonna be at that beach and we are gonna celebrate life change and you are welcome to join us. So God, thank you for this message and thank you for what you're gonna do and we promise to give it all. In Jesus' name, amen.